Terry, we've been talking about the spiritual blessings of God. We've been talking about the power of God and the glory of God and all the blessings we now have through Jesus Christ. We've been born again. Yes, we've been born again by that Spirit. The true nature of God is living in us. Man. And as I was meditating upon this, we touched on the power of God that now lives within us. And I think it was in Ephesians. I'm just going to briefly turn to that. Chapter 3, starting with the 20th verse. And to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power that we now have in Christ. And this is the power that we have that lives within us. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's, that's what lives within us right now. All those things. And the Lord's equipping us. And we're going to touch on this later on. He's equipping us to fight this spiritual warfare. You know, Mitch, we have all of this in us. But Paul prays back here in the first chapter of Ephesians that we'd, we would become more aware of this power. The working of his mighty power is how King James says it. This power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That's that power you're talking about, Ephesians 1, verses 19 and 20. So it's just, it's tremendous. And what we're doing here is awakening ourselves to what's in us. Yes. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, I want to reemphasize that. So we're just kind of highlighting a little bit of what we've already been discussing. Yes. In verse 13, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's awesome. That's what's within us. That's what gives us this ability to be overcomers. The Holy Spirit in us. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, who is the guarantee the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of our purchased possession to the praise of His glory. It's God's glory. God's glory has been revealed to us, hasn't it, Terry? Yes, it has. And it's through the power of that Holy Spirit. So the power and glory are interchangeable here, aren't they? Sure. And, it, and it's not in our physical appearance that this has happened. No. It's in that spiritual realm that inner man, that true nature of God, who we are now in Christ. That's what we're talking about. Something that you can't grasp with the five senses. And that's where people get confused when they get born again. They don't understand what's taking place in that spirit. And as I was meditating on this word glory or glorious, the Lord prompted me to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I mean, that whole chapter there is just... It's really awesome. It is. It's just a wealth of information that we're going to discuss and dissect here. And I know I was excited about this because I called you and told you yes. the Lord had the direction the Lord wanted us to go here, talking about God's glory and what all we have, because it ties right in with the spiritual blessings we've been talking about. 
So I'm going to start reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting with the second verse. Sure, let's start there. It kind of explains what we're about. You are our epistle. You being the people that are hearing this word. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. The ASV says you are our letter written in our hearts, known and read by all men. What's in our hearts is wanting to come forth into the listeners' hearts so that Jesus will be known of all men. He wants his glory revealed. That's it, Mitch. And that's what we're going to be seeing as we read this. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tables of stone, but on tables of flesh, that is, of the heart. This all functions by the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to understand our relationship with God and realizing this relationship now is through the Holy Spirit. Yes. We've been sealed with that Spirit. And this is what, as we continue on to read here, we'll see that. You, the Amplified says, you show and make obvious that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. Not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. We went from the outward relationship with God. Now we're having this inward relationship with God that now will change us. And he's wanting to unveil who he is. He's wanting to unveil his glory. He's wanting to unveil his power that lives within each and every one of us. Something the law couldn't do. That's what he's talking about here. The law that was written on tablets of stone. That's the law. It was a temporary fix. It was to give us an awareness of who God is to point out that we didn't measure up. Yeah, exactly. Because it says that in Romans 3.20. It gave us the knowledge of sin because it says we could not please God in the flesh. Oh, man. And all it did was it gave us a knowledge of sin. Absolutely. Now this glory is being manifested. Yes. Being revealed. Being revealed. Uncovered. Uncovered. Amen. In us, through us. When you gave me that word glory. Yes. And I was doing all kinds of word searches. And finally came to what I thought was the most awesome explanation of the word glory. And it was the manifest presence of God. And wow, that's, that's what this is saying right here in this third verse, being manifested, Christ being manifested in our lives. Anybody who is a born again believer who begins to press in to seek the kingdom of God, now has this glory, this power in us. Wow, Mitch. I feel the Lord all over us. Man. What we have, the power that flows through us, coming to an understanding of that power and that glory. It's humbling. That lo- I feel the love wow. of Jesus is flowing through us. I feel that love right now. Don't you, Terry? Oh, man. 
You have the glory. Praise we God. We have the glory flowing through us. And I want the listeners to have that same glory. Yes. I want them to experience that love. Verse 4. Yes, go ahead. American Standard Version. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Toward God. Mine says trust through Christ. Yes. Faith. Because, yes. Believing. Yes. Believing that now the power of God is, is in us. The glory of God. Well, Terry, I don't think you look like God. I'm not saying that because you're looking at me in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. But in my spirit, I have love and joy and peace, patience, long-suffering. Does it always come out in the flesh? Not always, because if I get in the flesh, that's what happens. All that doesn't flow. But if I'm in the spirit of God now... In this power and glory of God, that's what comes out. You ever been in line somewhere at a restaurant or, you know, and somebody comes up to you and there's something about you. <laughs> it's the glory of God in you as a born-again believer. It's just amazing. Because that spirit flows. Yes. Unconsciously, whether we know it or not, it will flow and touch people's hearts. Because the Lord is always trying to draw people. He uses us. The glory has now been revealed. The veil's been taken off. I'm getting ahead of myself That's here. okay. But the veil has been removed now, and it's shining forth. That's what that glory is, that we have flowing through us and can be revealed through us. Verse 5. Hey, come on. This is good. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. That's Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's from us. It's That's all right. from the glory of God. That's right. And his power. But our sufficiency is from God. Verse 6. Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I got to read this in the Amplified. Go ahead. Verse 5. Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves. The physical, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To form personal judgments. Or to claim or count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. Totally and completely. Yes. That's why we want to flow out of the Spirit of God. That's why you want to renew your mind. Yes. To who God is. Paul just told him that his sufficiency comes from God. Verse 5 tells us that. Verse 6 tells us this. This has equipped him. Hasn't it? Yes. By understanding his sufficiency comes from God. He said, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit of the Holy Spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The spirit gives life. If you're born again, you have the spirit of life in you. Yes. That's when we read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, the Holy Spirit gives us that guarantee that we now have life. Life and life more abundantly. <laughs> yes, with the Father. Verse 7. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, and we touched on it earlier, the reason the Jewish people received the Ten Commandments from God, Moses was on the mountain, received those, he came down, was to give us the revelation of who God is. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, which it was, because what he was revealing, the glory of who he is. Yes, and that we could never live up to that glory. But see, they didn't understand that no. either. They thought the glory was in the law. Yes. 
It was all pointed to him. The law pointed the Jewish people towards God. Yes. But instead, and this is our tendency today, when we read Scripture, we try to be good enough in ourselves, in our flesh, in that physical realm, and that that's not what it's about. Just like the law focused or was supposed to focus people on God, the Scriptures now, the Word of God, is intended for us to focus on that glory and power of God that's in us. Yes, and it's through the Spirit. Yes. That's the difference. And as we continue to read on, and we'll see that, it talks about the glory of the Spirit. Verse 7, But if the ministry of death written engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away? Because it did pass away. It passed away when Jesus came. Fading as it was. Yes. Is that what yours says? Mm-hmm. I like that. Fading, Fading. as it was, comma, now. I don't, I, I'm getting ahead of you. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Verse 8. How the ministry of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not be much more glorious. Yeah. That's a question. Yes, it is. It's, it, it, there was that comma, that pause. Fading away as it was. How will the ministry of the Holy Spirit fail to be even more with glory? Listen to what the Amplified says. Verse 8. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. This Spirit of God in us now is greater than the law. Yes, because that glory lives within us. Mm-hmm. It resides in that power that we read earlier in Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. That power and that glory that lives within us. That's what we now have. We have that glory. It's not out on the mountain somewhere, separated. That's right. It's now within us. Amen. That's why it's the new covenant that we now have. And that new covenant was not just for the Jewish people. It's for everyone. The children of Israel, the Lord chose those people to be his ambassadors at the time of saying, God lives here now with these people. This is the true God. And the rest of the world was supposed to gravitate to that, but they didn't. But they gave them an awareness that God was here, the true God. The Gentiles were worshiping rocks, and sometimes the Jewish people got sidetracked with that as well. But now God's glory was there in that tabernacle. It was there on that mountain when Moses received the Ten Commandments. There was always a remnant in that Jewish family somewhere who got it. Yes, who knew the law was pointing them to God. The old covenant was in that temple, in that tent that they moved with them. The glory of God would lead them with the cloud yes. and, and with the fire. But it was all about that law, that, that word, that word from God. And now we have this word that quickens our spirit, that brings us alive as we read it. Yes. That's the power yeah, that's the power, and that's the glory. Verse 9, For if the ministry of condemnation, which that's what the law yes. did, had glory, because there was glory in that, 
the ministry of righteousness exceeds the much more in glory. Verse 10, for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. I just had a thought. This last verse you read, there's no condemnation now to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. That's there's right. No condemnation. Wow, Romans 8.1. It's because of the Spirit of God in us now. Jesus took all that law and fulfilled the law. It's a done deal. Yes. 2,000 years ago, our salvation was paid for in full. It's complete. It's complete in Him. Salvation, healing, all of those things. By His stripes, we were healed. When did He take the stripes? 2,000 years ago. And now this power, this glory of God is in us. Yes. And that's all we're doing is reading the Word so that it becomes real to this physical realm and the Spirit of God can flow out of us. His glory, not about us, about His glory, His power. We have to die daily to ourselves, get ourselves out of the way, and let that Spirit of God flow. In verse 11, it's saying just what you said. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Yes. They have boldness. They have that power. They understand that power. It's the Holy Spirit in us. Yes. Once we get rid of ourselves, get out of the flesh, into the Spirit, we have the boldness of God. When we understand that glory and power that's in us and that love, then it can flow. It's like the apple tree. The apple tree does not moan and groan to produce an apple. It's its nature to produce an apple. And the nature of God is in us now. And if we rely on that Spirit of God, that power and glory that's in us, we produce the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. It's natural. Yes. It happens naturally. That's real good. Wow. Because it goes on to say this in verse 13. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. That same veil is still over people's eyes today without the Spirit of God revealed. Yes. Are you going back to I'm that encounter that Moses had with the Lord? Yes, I was debating whether to do that, and I think the Lord's prompted me to go back to uh, Exodus chapter 13. What was revealed to me was the fact that we now know a comparison, that when Moses stood before God, he lifted the veil. He had that personal relationship with God at that point in time. And when he left God, he put the veil back down again. That glory that shined on his face when he was with the Father, that's how he got lit up. Just like we get lit up now, Terry. <laughs> because the veil has been lifted up. Yes. When we're in the presence of God, mm. that veil has been lifted. And that's what I was wanting to get here. But I don't even know if I need to read it or not. Because the readers can go back to it. Because it's in Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 through 35. I'm not even going to read it because the Lord conveyed what he wants wanted spoken. That we now have that 
glory shining on us, within us. The veil's been lifted. The veil was torn when Jesus was on the cross. The veil was ripped apart in the temple. And now the glory has been revealed through his son and through the Holy Spirit that now lives within us. Let me ask you this, Mitch. Moses didn't see God face to face. He saw his backside and, and, and he put yes. him in a cleft of the rock. And I think that still speaks to us today as born again believers that we are in process of mining out, digging out from the word of God, this glory and power that's now in us. But until we meet him face to face, we're not going to get the total picture. Hopefully, we've got most of it or part of it, and we're pressing into that. That's part of that seeking the kingdom of God so that you can know God. But there's so much to God that we're not going to get there this side of heaven. We're still we can't. In, we're yes. still in a physical realm. Yes, yes. Our carnal minds cannot fully grasp everything. But I thought the analogy of Moses, the analogy is the fact that we now have that personal relationship through the Spirit. It was through the Spirit, actually, with Moses on the mountain because he did not see him right. physically. Right. Except for that one time when he manifested himself. And the reason you know why he couldn't look him in the face? Because the glory would have just knocked him down. Absolutely. Might even have killed him. Yes. That's why we now have that relationship in the Spirit. Yeah. We have that glory living within us. There's no more veil. Once in, a while, the, once in a while, the Holy Spirit just knocks us, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. I want to read verse 14. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. Just what we were talking about. That veil's been removed. Oh, Mitch, we need to keep our hearts soft towards God. This, in, in the ASV, it says... Their minds were hardened. That's why you want to keep a soft heart. It's still in the mind, isn't it? Sure. And that's what we're talking about. Renewing that mind. And that's what God was trying to do when they said the, the law was glorious. Because God was wanting to put it in their mind. Yeah. And now he puts it in our mind through the Holy Spirit. We can read on. Continue. 15? Yes. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. Their mind, their understanding has. 16. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Yes. We've been set free through the Holy Spirit of God that lives in us. Yes. In verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Hallelujah, from glory to glory. From the glory of the law, now to the glory of the Spirit. And this is much more glorious, because the veil has been lifted over our minds, over our hearts. And why? Because God loves us and wants a relationship with us. That's so true, Mitch. It wasn't just to forgive our sins that Jesus came. It was so that we now, through the Spirit of God, 
can have relationship with the Father. That glorious presence and power that hung the stars in place. Phenomenal. Off the charts. Unbelievable. But oh so true and oh so good. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. And this is going to tie right in with spiritual warfare and why it's so important for us to understand the gospel, to understand our relationship we have in Christ. Verse 3, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. That means they haven't accepted, they have no understanding yet. Right. And this is the reason, verse 4, this is the reason why the Jewish people do not have an understanding, the veil still over their heart. This is the reason that people that have not come to Christ, the veils over their hearts, over their minds, is this very thing right here. Whose minds of the God of this age has blinded the God of this world. That's referring to Satan, who do not believe. At least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine. The very image of God, that light of the gospel, Satan has told lies to the Jewish people. He's told lies to all of us. But the glory of God can now shine through us. And the reason we've been talking about Ephesians and reading Ephesians chapters 1 through 5, and now we're going to chapter 6, is because Paul wants us to be equipped to understanding our our power and our glory and our position we now have in Christ. And now we can do this spiritual warfare that we're going to talk about. Go ahead, Terry. I have to read this in the Amplified, and and I hope it helps the point you're making. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. For the God of this world, like you said, Satan, has blinded the unbelievers, their minds, that they should not discern the truth. Discern the truth. Preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God, the glory of God, the power in us now. That's why it's so important to understand our position. Amen. Knowing who we are and what we have in Christ. And that's what we want to, through this teaching, help people realize that no matter where they are right now, today forward, they can have victory in their lives. (laughs) 